Welcome to the MENA CMO podcast, bringing you marketing stories from the Middle East and North Africa. I'm your host, Farah Sihir, a global marketing manager based in London, with a long experience working in MENA's marketing and communications landscape. This podcast is dedicated to the region's marketing and communications professionals. I'll host the most dynamic CMOs, Markham professionals and friends to paint a picture of what works in the world of marketing from a MENA perspective. Join me to learn and be inspired by the experts that are shaping the Markham industry in the MENA region. episode we will explore the power of affiliate marketing for brands in the MENA region. My guest is Rahman Hussein, who is the founder and CEO of DCM Network, one of the first affiliate and performance marketing networks to be established in Dubai. And it works with the region's biggest brands, including Amazon, Mom's World and Emirates. Hi Rahman, how are you? Hi, Farah. Alhamdulillah. I'm good. How are yourself? I'm very good. Thank you. Very excited to have you on board. This is actually an episode that many have asked me to do. Um, Many are actually uh, questioning and wondering what this whole affiliate marketing slash performing uh, performance marketing is all about. So uh, really excited to uh, hear from you how the uh, channel can be organized, how it can be, uh, how it can help brands expand uh, their um, reach and engagement with their consumers. So uh, I'll be asking a lot of questions. <laughs> be prepared. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully, I'm. I hope that I can add some value to to your audience. I'm sure. Um, So if we start with the basics, uh, what is performance marketing? And I know uh, it used to be also called affiliate marketing, and now both terms are used interchangeably. So if we can do kind of a 101, (laughs) uh, what is is performance marketing or affiliate marketing? Okay, so basically, just to give you a quick background, what what um, the the performance marketing used to be known as was affiliate marketing and um, probably around seven eight years ago the main terminology used was uh, affiliate marketing and that used to be referred to to, to bloggers and, and to content sites to coupon sites who, who used to run campaigns um, on a performance model so the mm-hmm. idea was that they would do marketing campaigns for the brand in exchange for a commission for every order that would be generated. At that time, the, the, there, was, um, there wasn't that many channels. So mm-hmm. social media maybe wasn't, wasn't as, 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 as big as well. So then what happened is over time, new channels appeared. Social media started taking an important uh, role within performance marketing. And uh, the terminology of performance marketing kind of grew bigger and affiliate marketing became a part of it. So within performance marketing, we, if you look at ourselves, you know, we, we, we work with the existing traditional partners 
And then we had new partners that came in that have offline media. We have um, the influencers, influencer marketing campaigns came in, where influencers started promoting and everything basically is based on a performance. Um, so the brand doesn't have to pay anything until they get an order. Perform, um, there are many uh, actions that you can um, you, you can uh, have. For example, it could be a sale, could be a lead, could be a download, could be a click. Um, primarily as a network, we've kind of remained on the on the sale end, and the sale end is is one that can be um, measured quite easily by a brand, and um, and and they are getting real real value for it with a, you know because um, they're getting the order, and and they're the one that they're invalidating these orders. Of uh, marketing. Um, and if we look at consumer behavior in the MENA region, it's very uh, much uh, focused or based on social media interaction. That, that's one of the arguments that people say that um, performance marketing doesn't work probably as well as it does in countries like the US and the, the UK. I would probably disagree with that. I think... Okay. Um, Performance marketing works very well for mm -hmm. brands. Um, um, so on the one side, it's clear. The metric is clear. The, the brand is going to pay on an actual order. Yeah. That order can be tracked in any different, in, in different means. So you have the traditional tracking link. Mm -hmm. There are some problems with tracking link technology right now. And I think since, since around um, uh, ITP came in, maybe it's around since 2019 or something. What happened was there was some issues with cookies, with tracking. So the tracking link technology had some problems. We transitioned to a coupon attribution model, which was much easier to track in today's environment where people were promoting campaigns on Facebook groups, WhatsApp groups, um, uh, offline as well. We had back of the receipt printing. So basically, it's like brands are doing advertising but on performance they can use the same channels that they used to use before and uh, if you look at it as an overall picture they probably get a much greater value on performance marketing than on traditional marketing where they're paying x amount mm -hmm. and they don't have a way to know how much value they they, they got back um, how you structure these campaigns is probably, you know, it's, it's key to, to scale and success. And um, structurizing uh, basically involves two, two components, your um, user discount and your uh, commission. Both things are important. If the user discount isn't right, the partner, the affiliate can do whatever campaigns they want, but the users are just not going to buy. Yeah. And, uh, and the commission, you know, that, that has to be right as well. Otherwise, they can't buy traffic. So yeah. traffic is expensive. And, uh, and once you get both right, then you can scale campaigns. And, and you have this multiplying effect. Because if you look at a company, they may have a marketing department of, you know, two, three, four, five people. But then if you're adding another 100,000 people running your campaign, the, the, the benefit that you get that all of these people are running campaigns, people are seeing your ads everywhere. And this is what happened. We've, we've, um, um, we've seen that with brands, that when you get everyone running a certain type of campaign, the consumers, the users are seeing this brand everywhere, and it becomes the norm to go and buy this. What is the state of performance marketing in, um, in the region, whether it's uh, GCC or the wider MENA region? 
So basically what we've seen is we have um, turning points throughout the journey. So we've been there for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you go back 10 years ago, there was uh, there probably wasn't even e-commerce sites there <laughs> when we started. <laughs> True. Um, um, but what happened was different players came into the region, increased your, um, your um, e-commerce um, activities and, uh, and raised the bar. So if you go back to, you know, the, the early days when there was a company called, I think, Go Nabit, I still, mm-hmm. I still remember them because we used to be there before it. And, um, and uh, you know, we seen a jump in um, affiliate marketing at that time. And then the group deal sites came in. We seen another jump. Later on, we seen um, um, Uber and Kareem came in. You know, mm-hmm. that was that that brought um, uh, another jump within affiliate. So I, I'm talking about as a sector, the whole sector grew, and that's because more people started buying online. And 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 the thing is, once you buy online in one store, you are ten, you will probably shop in, in other stores as well and uh, the users are building that habit and then for example the the e-commerce competition came between um, um, noon and amazon or mm-hmm. amazon entered the market and that's where your 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 next big jump came so there's been there's been journeys it is still growing it is nowhere near at the level that it is in europe mm-hmm. um, um, still a lot of work to do but it's um it's it's grow, it's growing every month or or year on year it is growing so if i'm hearing this and i'm a brand manager and i want uh, to give performance marketing a go um uh-huh. what is the process what do i need uh, to start an uh, a performance marketing program really easy so what they need to do is they would just need to sign up with an with a network like dcm network so that's uh-huh. us. And uh, what we would do is we would manage the whole performance marketing campaign for them. Um, there's, there's a whole process that we go through. So initially, we're going to sit with them, work out what they, can, what, what they can offer, what works, and what can work within their vertical. And um, once we have that agreed, um, we have them sign an insertion order. So that's them making their commitment to this particular campaign. Um, the next step is um, we need to set up the, um, the reporting. So mm-hmm. there's going to be some integration there where we're able to get the results from them um, automatically. And um, we would then do you know, our testing to make sure everything works, works well. And um, we're then ready to run the campaign. We do the management for them. They don't really need to do much from there. Um, they would they would provide us a creatives. We start the campaign. Um, um, at the end of the month, we would share their, uh, they would have access to the dashboard. So they're able to see the results. And at the end of the, mo- the month or the following month before the 11th weeks, we ask them to validate the transactions and then go through the whole process of um, validating, invoicing, paying, uh, the payment, but there isn't much that the brand needs to do on their end. I mean, we provide the technology, we connect the partners, we pay the partners, they pay us, we pay them. So it's like one point of contact 
between um, us and and between the brand and thousands in, uh, you have like thousands of partners on one side but they're only having to deal with one and we're dealing with the whole operations of, of yeah. managing this this yeah, there's a lot of automation in uh, affiliate marketing, which is great. Like you said, you set it up once and then it uh, it can run kind of smoothly. Um, and if what kind of so as, as a network, you work with lots of different publishers. Um, if you could give us examples of those publishers. So basically, you um, um, you have your social media publishers. These are the guys that are doing you know, social media campaigns, you have your coupon sites. Mm -hmm. um, these are, these are, you know, one of the big publishers within the region. And um, you have um, your influencers, you know, there is, there is a twist when you work with influencers. We, we don't actually um, work with the big influencers as, as a network. Or, um, and it, it's difficult. I mean, the main reason is it's difficult to put a value to what they're asking. And um, without that understanding that if someone asks for 20,000, 30,000, 15,000, um, we don't know how much value they can add. So what we've done is we've, we've put another model in place where we're going with the micro influencers mm -hmm. and uh, we're, um, we're giving them a free product in exchange for a post and uh, we're giving them a, a coupon as well for them to, to promote to their audience. There is... Um, there is a huge variety of publishers. There's your um, mobile apps. So, you know, certain apps have a lot of traffic mm -hmm. and what they've done, um, they've, they've actually put sections on your, on, on the site where they are promoting multiple campaigns. I mean, it's, um, 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 it's funny how it started, you know, one of the, one, one of the yeah. really big apps within the region. And um, we, um, we we reached out to them you know we asked them you know just to try this campaign out with us they were very reluctant because they were used to receiving um a, a lump sum you know an amount to do a campaign rather than on a performance um but what came out at the end of it is they built a section for us to manage for 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 their users and it just shows you that you know there's 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 value for the publishers there is value for for the brands we are and we are also working with uh, many government publishers okay. as well so you'd be quite surprised there <laughs> that um there's um, you know there's a a, a program for um, government employees you know um, it's around 500,000 users and uh, we provide content to them. We, we provide, um, con we, or we push the content on uh, platforms like e even, you know, your, your day-to-day -day utility platforms. That's, that's very uh, interesting because then what about the product fit? So for instance, would you have... Um, um, Amazon or Sook.com advertising for a pair of uh, shoes, let's say, on a government or a utility uh, website. See what 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 happen is, yeah, that's they they can mm -hmm. advertise, and, uh, and normally how the campaigns happen is the content is according to the publisher. So if we were promoting, for example, um, a brand like Amazon, it would not be, um, uh, it'd be according to the audience 
and what they would be um, willing to purchase, you know. So a general ut a utility, for example, would run a general offer, something like, you know, 15% off um, Amazon or 15% off Noon or something like that, you know. I see. Okay. And then how is that different compared to AdScene? Because AdScene does something similar, which is you, subs you put your website and make it available for ads from Google. And then you would have, especially if you have the cookies done right, then if you go to uh, Amazon, but you don't purchase anything, but then um, the ads keep following you everywhere. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a different model and mm -hmm. uh, it has its place and performance marketing is different. Um, from our own use of AdSense, I mean, we've, um, you never give your prime traffic to, to, that type of um, um, ads because obviously it's it's not it's it's like um, um, it's it's more or less for your non-prime traffic you know for example if I'm if I'm based in the UAE and I'm getting traffic from the UK then um, not a problem I don't have as a, if, if I'm for example I'm as a publisher I have a publishing site and I'm, I'm getting traffic from other countries and uh, I don't have a performance marketing campaign or any other campaign because obviously a performance marketing campaign is, is a much higher payout than uh, what you get from, um, from Google AdSense. So I, I could use that tool for that type of traffic, but I can't see anybody who, uh, who has quality traffic selling it for 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 peanuts you know it's okay there's not going to be so i think there is there's a huge difference there there are two different things there are two different things and um they're measured differently and they add different value okay great um if if i just also go back to you mentioned uh, that as a network you work with uh, micro influencers uh especially because with the macro, the, the much larger ones, uh, their fees are too high and you can't really substantiate the value that they could uh, bring a return. So when we say micro in, in, in your case, how big is their following base? I think it's probably under 500,000. Okay. Um, um, but what we've done is we've, we've put different categories and according to their number of followers, we've um, the brand, the advertiser is giving us a product and, and the value is according to the, the followers that they have. If they have X amount of followers, they will give you know, something. And if they have Y amount of followers, they would give something else. So that's the sort of model that we've put. And basically we've said that, look, if you're willing to work with us on performance, then we'll um, um, get you a free product on the basis that you do X, Y, Z. Many of, many of the ones that ask payment upfronts will not work on this model, so that's fine. We've filtered that out. And mm -hmm. what we have is we're, we're building a network of influencers who will work on this model and, um, and building that knowledge, what is working with, with, with who. Okay, so, so the, the exchange is free products. You it's a free product, them, yeah. And then you pay them based on performance. And then it's on performance. Part of the free product does require them to in, to to create a post. So, for example, yeah, it's actually about up to two hundred thousand or or between two hundred thousand and and fifteen thousand. That's the bracket that we've been um, 
Okay, two hundred, mm -hmm. two hundred yeah. to fifteen thousand. Okay. Fifteen thousand. I don't think we've gone below fifteen thousand, and uh, and generally, I think above two hundred thousand. It's been um, people that have been asking for payments. What kind of influencers uh, are interested in or are willing to to work based on performance? Like, what makes them different than the other ones that are? Oh, I think. I think what's happened, what it is, is that these these influencers are, are in are at the start of the journey, so they are mm -hmm. more willing to accept performance-based campaigns, and the ones that are more established, they are looking for um, um, uh, more than performance, and obviously they are adding that value. They're creating brand awareness. There's um, there there is you know other value that those influencers are adding but as a network for us to to manage that is very difficult we're continuously um you know we're we we have a good model which is based on on performance so if we were to bring this in then i think there would be a risk where we could end up paying more to someone and getting less value for the advertiser. So yeah. our goal is value for everybody. So to do that, we've made policies accordingly. So for example, you know, earlier on, I think I was saying to you how we do uh, campaigns, we mainly focus on sales and you can do performance campaigns on clicks as well. But the problem is that value, the, you, there can be an issue there where maybe value is added or maybe value isn't added. As a network, so obviously we are, we're in the middle of this. And if we put the right framework, the right rules, the right policies in place, we can build a long-term relationship between partners and advertisers. Um, we try to get a balance right so both, both can have value and just steer away from campaigns that have a higher risk uh, it is not to say that, you know, download doesn't work or click doesn't work. They all can work, but they will require an additional layer there of filtering and verifying, um, mm -hmm. um, which, which um, you know, obviously you've got to have those in place before, for example, someone like us can ask an advertiser to say, look, why, why don't you run these type of campaigns? And... So you've worked then with the micro uh, influencers. How do you see uh, the performance there or the results they are able to generate com compared to uh, between brackers, the more traditional type of uh, affiliate network, which is like your websites and uh, the social media? Uh, generally, we find them on the on the lower end. Mm -hmm. They are not they are not on the volume end of of the campaigns. Um, um, how we're trying to tackle that situation is by increasing the network so so that they would have some positive impact. Um, um, if many of them are, are running it, you know, many of them near in, in a short period, um, um, I think scale there is going to have a greater impact of, of um, the campaign. So uh, rather than one influencer running one campaign, if you are doing it at the same time with a thousand of them, um, they may all benefit more because of that, that greater visibility that is coming to, to that campaign at that period. So, okay. but they so are not. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're working towards that, and um, 
currently they are still on the lower end. They, they, they don't beat your traditional sites, your, 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 your bigger content sites. And that's, I mean, it's probably going to be difficult for them to, 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 um, to do that because those other sites, you know, they, they have a very big setup. They are buying traffic. They are they are running campaigns. They are doing a lot of stuff that these the the smaller influencers probably cannot do, mm-hmm. or don't have the infrastructure in place to do. Okay, great. But I can add one more point there, which is that um, if you look at it from an advertiser perspective, you're you're getting a whole machinery of marketing connected to your company. Yeah. So. All your channels, whether they're social media or Facebook, in some cases, you know, I've had advertisers sometimes say that, oh, no, we can run Facebook. It's okay. If you can run Facebook, you can run it as well. But you can let partners run it as well, affiliates run it as well, because it's all a, it's a matter of scale and who can run it well and who who knows how to, how, how to get the order under the target price so that they can actually make a margin as well. Um, um, and, and the brand can benefit as well. And normally you'll find, you know, with smaller campaigns, partners are trying to get that balancing, you know, trying to meet uh, a break-even point, say, for example, with the goal of scaling. Because only when they scale campaign is when they make the real money. Otherwise, the, the efforts that are required to run campaigns, um, um, you know, are, are a lot. So scale is important. Um, to make this a win for the affiliates and 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 probably for the, for the advertisers as well. And so, based on uh, like you said, it it requires a lot of effort uh, to set up an affiliate uh, marketing program. Yeah. Based on this, is it um, mainly? Um, beneficial for bigger brands, brands that can afford having that investment in order to gain the ROI? Or do you think that even smaller brands could benefit from it? It's, if it's a new site, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going to be beneficial. It's too early. And uh, basically what needs to happen is you need to, the, the, the brand needs to build enough traction that people are aware of the brand. It's like you're going into a supermarket and you're going to buy a product. If you've never heard of this brand, you're probably never going to pick it up. So the first thing that that advertiser needs to do is ensure that people are actually aware of their brand. So they are going to have to do some brand awareness campaigns. Um, um, They're going to have to generate some number of orders to ensure that their backend system is working well, their deliveries, their customer support, and uh, and they are generating growth month on month. Um, um, once the brand is known, so if you look at it as a network, we're, we're that shelf space. So once the brand is known, if we were to add that brand on our shelf, you would want partners to take it off the shelf and start promoting it. Um, and for them to do that, they have a choice of campaigns that they want to run. They're going to compare uh, all the different campaigns and uh, choose the one that um, would make more sense to them. Now, a brand that is well-known with a good commission is probably going to be more attractive than a new brand even giving 10 times more commission. 
Um, um, yeah. Purely because of, if it's known by the partner, it probably means it's known by the users as well, which means that if they, they, they were to run a campaign, they're probably going to end up getting more success out of it than something that is unknown and, and that is going to take time. Jumping in too early is not a good idea as well because obviously as, an, as a partner, as an affiliate, you know, I would run a campaign, see the value that it brings to me and if it works, great, invest more time, invest more money in it. But if it doesn't work, I switch it off and I move to the next one. So you, you don't want to be in a situation where when you're launching a campaign, you're, you're not doing it in, uh, correctly, which means that many people realize that this doesn't really work or think that this doesn't really work, but it was just too early. Okay, so the timing um, is very important. The timing, yeah, yeah, the timing is important. And um, we've got to, the brand's got to be known. You know, it's got to be known at least before they jump into affiliate marketing. They've got to have somebody to manage the channel. Uh, although there is not much for them to do, but someone needs to be there who's, who's, you know, who's got time to manage it. You know, you, you don't need a team of people, even one person um, doing the role part-time may also work. Um, but having someone doing everything and doing affiliate marketing is difficult. Okay. Okay. Great. And um, I know you work with a lot of uh, brands in the region, uh, whether they're airlines, uh, uh, e-commerce. If, if you were to highlight, just to put all of this into practice, and if you were to pick one brand and how they are managing their affiliate marketing program uh, and walk us through their experience. Okay. So, okay. so if you look at, look, look at brands, um, once they've started the campaign, um, um, what we normally receive from them is um, is some communication on the creatives, you know, on the on the campaigns that they're running and the creatives that they have. Um, um, we're we're like a distribution to the brand, so it's you can call it like a, what do you call that thing? You know, we're we're amplifying their message. Um, so they have a message, which is we're planning to run this campaign from next month. These are the creatives. This is what we're offering. Um, um, we then take the, the content. If it's creatives, we would upload them onto our system. Um, partners would receive a notification that the creatives are, are now available for them. Um, we then create bespoke creatives for some of the bigger partners who have certain requirements, which the brand doesn't just give by default. And um, everything is shared with the partner. They then um, provide the, um, the placements. In some cases, we may request them, some of the bigger campaigns, we may request them for some screenshots as well to see that, you know, what sort of placements, what sort of things that they can offer. Um, uh, we're looking to push them. Um, uh, and, and the push depends on how good of a campaign it is. Um, orders are then... Um, reported by the brands back to us automatically. And um, we then have a process there, either they're um, manually transferred over to the dashboard or they're integrated, depending on how we're actually receiving the content. Um, it's quite a straightforward journey. I think mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's just as long as the brand has a message to send out, 
So we're, and, and that message doesn't need to be unique to performance marketing. It can be the message that they are internally pushing out on their own channels and uh, to say that, look, this is the message and that's what we need amplified. And then you have the, the, the performance marketing campaigns pushing out the same message, uh, the same creatives, the same content out, out on their channels. Okay, great. And then, so how do you see performance marketing growing in the region in the next couple of years? I think it's, um, it's just going to grow faster. Just, it makes sense for advertisers and more and more channels are going to move into performance marketing. As advertisers start understanding that, look, I am paying X amount and this is what I got back for it. This makes sense to me. Great. I can keep paying that. Um, um, they all start moving away from um, spending budget where they're not able to track what they're getting back for it. So it's, um, it's only at the start. And, and the thing is, as an advertiser, you have to start the journey early um, because there is, there is a lot of um, learnings that, need, that, that take place during that journey. N campaigns are not the same between advertisers. You know, there are there are common yeah. stuff, common common things that work. For example, you know, if you if you look at structuring a, a user offer, that could be something like um, um, fifteen percent off. And and if the advertiser has some limitations, for example, they may have high value products. So, and those products, you know, obviously is they can't give fifteen percent off, and um, and the way we the way we deal with those situations is you just cap it, you just say you know, fifteen percent off max. Mm -hmm. yeah? And then, but you're also uh, dealing, I would imagine, with different market maturity. So, uh, I think affiliate marketing in the UAE is way more advanced than uh, probably country like Morocco or Jordan. Is that a, a fair thing to say, or is, are they all well, kind of at the same level? I think I think you're going to find that affiliate marketing is global. Whether the advertiser is in UAE or, um, or or any other country, your partners are not all from the same country. I understand that the affiliates themselves, the publishers themselves are global and they could be based anywhere. But what I meant is that in terms of engagement with um, affiliate, let's say, links and promo codes, in uh -huh. terms of uh, performance of affiliate campaigns, the, the differences in the, in the different markets, how do you see that? Performance, I mean, UAE number one mm -hmm. and uh, Saudi would be number two. And uh, surprisingly, I mean, Egypt, Egypt has, has been lagging behind, but it's growing very fast. I'm okay. quite surprised actually to see that um, the numbers are, 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 are growing much faster. And, uh, and I have a good feeling that, you know, Egypt is going to be big as well. Although, I mean, it's a big country, but the numbers were tiny. Um, if you go back a couple of years, and um, but we are seeing we are seeing that they are they are growing, you know, very fast. But South UAE has has always dominated. Yeah. The, the the rest of the GCC is also there, but their their numbers are not um, you know they're not they're not that big. Yeah. Um, um, 
and and some of those countries you know they are, they are quite small as well so brilliant okay uh, and then to conclude um what advice would you give to uh, to brands willing to uh, experiment with uh, affiliate marketing other than the timing which we just uh, uh, discussed what else do they need to uh, keep in mind uh, when uh, thinking about or thinking to launch affiliate marketing program yeah i think you know they've they've got a they've got a plan long term and uh, affiliate marketing is uh, is a no brainer it has it will be there as one of their channels and um, there isn't a single i think top brand that doesn't have this channel so i can't think of you know sometimes we we get asked what brand you work with i normally turn the question around and say you know what what brands do we not work with you know that's the ones i want to know <laughs> cuz mostly you and 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 with with digital you find that you know they, you have a lot of bigger players and they, they dominate you know within within e-commerce um um it is a journey they're going it's, it takes time for them to learn for them to build up their capabilities and and understanding so they should take the journey as early as possible as soon as they are ready and and start building the the channel for a for long term it's not a short term thing you know mm-hmm. um, um we have had you know certain cases where really big brands come in and say we would like to run a campaign for one month um previously we used to we used to think i mean we used to think that okay it's a big brand we'll just take the campaign but what we've realized is it doesn't work you know it's just too much effort it's a partnership we're we're going to, we're going to become one team you know with with them and um and we need to go on a journey we can't it's not it's not a one month one month uh, turn on turn off turn on turn on type of campaign um it's more or less you know you've got to work it out that if i get i i can afford to pay x amount for an order for a user and uh, that works for me great then give that to the affiliates to say right guys here's your here's your target price and now you can try to um 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 achieve it now normally we also find that it once the brand gets success the ones that are growing will increase the commission because they do understand that the partners need to make money and they need to take risk on traffic they 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 can take a risk so far and then um but to go to to scale it up to the next level a margin is required without that margin uh, it's not a winning campaign anymore for them so you know there there has to be a, a, a um, um enough juice there for them to mm-hmm. to to scale it brilliant uh, i think that's a, a good way of uh, concluding this uh, episode uh, which i think was uh, very insightful uh, thank you so much uh, rahman for uh, sharing all your uh, knowledge and being one of the pioneers uh, in when it comes to uh, uh, affiliate marketing uh, in the region um so, and i hope that um everyone uh, who's listening to this uh, podcast and who was kind of thinking about uh, affiliate marketing i hope that this uh, provides them with uh, valuable insights um so yeah thanks again uh, rahman for your time and for being my guest today thank you very much thank you for for inviting me and 
much enjoyed it thank you and thanks to everyone who tuned in to listen to this episode today and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast which is available on all your favorite podcast platforms Deezer and Rami, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and so on where you can also rate and leave a review about the podcast and if you'd like to contact me directly I can be reached at minacmopodcast at gmail.com Stay safe and keep healthy and see you on the next episode of the Mina CMO Podcast. Bye.